0: So something that I've been thinking about a lot is a phenomenon where 80s hair metal rock stars restarted their careers in the 2000s with VH1 reality shows. This is like, this happened so many times that it had to be engineered somehow by some shadowy figure behind the levers of power. And uh, here with me. Are Charles and Aaron? What's up, Bertovo? That's me from the Chapo stream and uh, the personal training he does.
1: That's right. That's where most of <laughs> the listeners are going to know me from.
2: <laughs> um. So, I guess like I'm I'm mostly unfamiliar with this whole phenomenon. So I'm going to be asking you a lot of questions, Alex. But from watching Tommy Lee goes to college earlier today. Um, The first thing that struck me is just how brazen of, like, a quid pro quo it is, where the University of Nebraska was desperately trying to market itself, and Tommy Lee was trying to put out his second solo album the same time (laughs) the show premiered. So it was just a brazen commercial quid pro quo. And I got to assume that's the case with all of these shows, with, like, NXS and all this other bullshit.
0: It must be. Like, someone owed someone a favor. So Tommy Lee Goes to College was... I think 2005. I forget the year. Yeah, it was. There was um, a whopping six episodes.
2: It was, it was basically a six-episode like,
0: series uh, where Tommy Lee pretends to go to the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And Tommy Lee, uh, they're from L.A. Motley Crue is from L.A. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned that he's the Motley Crue drummer. See, that's, that's another weird thing is that no one knows who the fuck Tommy Lee is. That's what's funny. Yeah, I was going to say, it does bear repeating
2: who he is because, like, all the kids uh, in the show are too young to give a shit
0: about him. And they're just, like, faking it because it's all scripted, you know? Yeah, it's people born in, like, 1982. And they were five when Motley Crue peaked.
1: People knew him more in that era from the porno tape with Pamela Anderson, right? I guess so. But that was his big thing. Yeah, but the thing is, the people coming
2: up to him are all girls. And, like,. They're not like referencing that specific, like they're, they're clearly just told to like pretend like they care that they met him.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I think it's implied that like like, the girls are like, Oh my God, he has a, this 45 year old man who's uh, like just his heart stopped from heroin every six months for his whole life. Uh, And he has every single type of hepatitis. He's really hot.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's Oh five. Yeah. What? Yeah, I guess you're right. Like 85 to 87, these girls were born. So like most of his like his biggest albums came out like before they were born, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he was promoting his second solo album, Tommy Land, The Ride. God. (laughs) (laughs) This song was fucking shitty as hell too. Like they use it as the
2: intro to the show. And like there's tons and tons of auto-tune. Because it was 2005, I guess people didn't learn to recognize when something's auto-tuned. But, like, they're not doing the T-Pain thing. They're just slamming it super hard with autotune, you know? And the, the harmonies just sound super digital and weird. It's a really shitty song. I think it's, like, a decent
0: song. It's, like, obviously viewing it through a lens of how funny it is and how, like, how processed it is because Tommy Lee can't really sing. Yeah, of course. His earlier stuff before autotune was a big thing is a
1: pretty rough. He has a song... S- he has a song on his, his debut album, "Never a Dull Moment," featuring a uh, Brandon Boyd of Incubus on it.
2: <laughs> How have you checked that out? Or no, it's I'm just reading the Wikipedia
1: now. Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> that makes like so much sense to me, though, that he's trying to get someone who was popular at the time
0: to like prop him up, kind of.
1: Yeah, and also Chino from the Deathtones.
0: Yeah, those are pretty makes good sense. gets. I mean, that was yeah like, for the time. For the time, yeah. You need, you just need Fred Durst. Who he's definitely worked with before because he's been on so many TV shows.
1: No, he worked with Fred Durst on um, Methods of Mayhem. He had that Get Naked song, which was like Tommy Lee kind of rapping. And then uh, Fred Durst comes in and he raps about his butt cheeks. Then Lil' Kim does a spot. (laughs) The whole time it's like, it's it's just alluding to the fact that uh, Tommy Lee was in a porno. He holds like a big remote control in front of his dick. And that's how he gets away with like laying in bed naked. If
2: anything, that's the smartest thing he could do in the 2000s. Like, just play that up. Because all the other shit he did sucks more than that. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, Alex, this song you found, uh, Hold Me Down, that he did live on NBC in, like, 2002. He's just way off-key the whole time. And it's just, like, a rip-off of, like, early 90s, like, grunge. But way too late and way too shitty. It's, it's like, unbar- it's unbelievable that they put that on NBC. Yeah.
0: That performance, it reminds me of Russell Brand in uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. But not even like socially conscious just the way it's just this like really dumb guy and speaking to that like, like gen- it, it's it's like something they would make in a, a movie like a fake post grunge band
1: the the chorus of the song i don't know why every time i want to fly everyone always tries to hold me down hold me down yeah i'm losing my faith every single time i try the water's on my side don't let me down don't let me drown yeah it must be really hard being the drummer of motley crew <laughs> never getting any breaks yeah, yeah the like guy who's a millionaire and everyone knows he
0: has a giant penis.
1: Yeah. I'm it, drowning, I'm sinking. Yeah, I'm drowning, I'm sinking. Why won't someone help me? Why won't someone help me?
0: Man, I'm trying to hold him down.
1: Yeah. We got to send him the number to the suicide we, hotline. That's
2: the fact that we're talking shit on him right now is us trying to hold him down. Now that uh he's like 15 years removed from even like his solo career and his TV show, now we're kicking him while he's down for real.
0: Yeah, he's he can't be rehabilitated again. He was That like, song was about
2: us.
1: In <laughs> advance. Yeah. What's he done most recently?
2: Like nothing according to his Wikipedia.
0: Um, He's 56. Yeah, he hasn't done shit in like a decade. Not as old as Mick Mars. No, no, no. Mick Mars was like 85 when they founded the band.
1: (laughs) Just top stories from the last 24 hours. Tommy Lee posts penis videos, denies penis is his. And then the next news story, (laughs) Tommy Lee's penis returns to the internet. (laughs) (laughs) He's trying to relive his glory days. Yeah, it's on Blabbermouth. Haven't
2: we seen it? God, that's so cool. Actually, we're just getting, we're at the earliest possible point for like sex tape uh, reunions and uh, anniversaries and stuff. Like the same thing where like Weezer will tour the Blue album or whatever. You're, you're going for the 15th anniversary of the sex tape and getting the whole press tour off of that. That's Holy awesome.
1: shit. Motley Crue drummer Tommy Lee has posted a video that appears to show an image of a penis held up to the lips of his wife, Brittany Furlan Lee. He captured the picture and said, these new Instagram filters are finally getting wood. I mean, good. They finally gave him my own filter. The rep for Tommy Lee has since told Page Six that the penis is not Lee's but was a filter. The rep could couldn't explain where this x-rated filter is available now or how Lee found it but said, all I know is it's not his penis.
0: <laughs> Brittany Ferlin Lee is 33 years old That's not okay she was, she was born in 1986 She was probably one of the girls In the
2: Tommy Lee Goes to College video Who was like, Tommy Lee
1: Oh my god, guys, I'm gonna link you this story There's a picture of the, like An edited version of it
0: She's a Vine star Or was a Vine star
1: It's That's the, so the, weird The picture just says, what the And it has like a dick held up to her lips <laughs> but like it's blurred out, so it almost looks like it's too pink. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that looks like a like a pencil eraser. The colors aren't right on that. If he actually uh, posted that,
1: <laughs> that rocks. God bless him. Anyway, oh, Tommy fuck. Lee you goes to college. Is I forgot like the his... most.
2: The most recent thing he did was when he drummed for the Smashing Pumpkins on their really shitty like you know fifth comeback
0: album in 2014. Oh, did he really? Jesus. Yeah, that sucks because, like, the best part of the Smashing Pumpkins was Jimmy Chamberlain. Oh, of course. Yeah. He's, he's like a, a totally him. unique style. And he's like, and like, yeah, Tommy Lee doesn't have a unique style. He's just like generic, like, pounding.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: The only person that um, Billy Corgan couldn't
2: erase from Smashing Pumpkins was Jimmy Chamberlain. You know, like, anything they did without him doesn't even
0: count. Yeah, he couldn't drum.
2: Whereas, even on their good music, uh, Corgan just like, dubbed over uh, James Iha and Darcy Retzky, like when
0: they weren't around. She should have snuck in and uh, dubbed over all his vocals. Yeah. (laughs) The one song with her singing on it is like probably my favorite Smashing Pumpkins song. Really? I think so, yeah.
2: We're going to have to talk about them in a different episode. That or
0: Rhinoceros. Yeah, that song's really good. Anyway, uh, Tommy Lee Goes to College has just taken over my brain. I I watched the first episode of it. I, I remember watching this when it was on. Or at least like a couple episodes of it and every part of it is fake it's like there's a um there's a, a disclaimer on it where he didn't actually enroll in any classes he wasn't a student the dorm room that he was portrayed in is just a random apartment uh there were casting calls for all the characters it's just this totally fake scenario that they contrived and it's like the weirdest part is that you could, if you're going to contrive a scenario for Tommy Lee to do a reality show, it should be like a, a porn star contest or something like on the sunset strip, but it's going, being a college freshman in Nebraska. I think they thought they were
2: being cute. Cause it's like, no one would expect him to go back to school, but then he doesn't try and doesn't
0: really like do anything, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's the weirdest scenario to, to, to come out of nowhere again. Like I'm curious who approached
2: who about it because the university of Nebraska explicitly did it as promotional material. And then like you were saying that electronic musician BT was like the produ-
0: executive producer for some reason. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, understand he
2: did, quite why it came
0: together, but he did the, uh, it was, uh, he was the executive producer, which is weird because I don't, Maybe he collaborated with Tommy Lee at some point or it, it's everything about it is so weird. And BT is not from Nebraska. He's from Maryland. Like it's just all these component parts that don't add up and don't make sense. But they all got okay down the chain of command.
1: That was kind of the peak of like reality television though, right?
0: That's a good point. Yeah. They're just throwing anything at the
2: wall to see what's. Students- yeah. I think getting back to like the fact that there were so many shows at that time, it's probably a marriage of convenience between like a booming TV industry that's like, let's put any B-list celebrity on TV Mm. and um, 80s rock stars who are aging to the point where they're like, well, how am I going to stay relevant? You know, how am I going to do my next thing?
0: I think it was the Osbournes. Yeah, I was going to say, when's the
1: Osbournes? When did that air from?
0: For sure, was it was like probably be. like 99 to 2002 was, or something. No, it started
1: maybe. 2002 to 2005, so yeah, it would have picked up like immediately after that show ended. I For imagine sure, they yeah. were trying to uh continue that legacy, like, yeah, yeah, they're trying to fill it because you also had the Gene Simmons show, you had uh, it's kind of funny Simmons how little, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, yeah, Gene Simmons had his own show, the uh, the Rock School, which was the same exact concept as School of Rock. Which came out at the same time, but they were unrelated.
1: He also had a. He also had like an Osbourne's type show, didn't he? I Jeez. think he probably.
0: Yeah, it was like Gene Simmons' Family Jewels. I think. That's yeah, what
1: was. yeah, that's it. And he's just not I, a charismatic I for, guy at all. It went on for six years. That ended in two thousand twelve.
0: He's just like a total piece of shit. He's just known for having a giant tongue. That's
2: how in the eighties, if you wanted to become a popular rock star, you have to have one giant piece of your anatomy.
0: Yeah, Tommy Lee had the the big penis And then Gene Simmons had the tongue There should have been uh, a band
2: that had a giant like foam number one finger But it was like a medical condition David Byrne had the big suit Yeah, (laughs) that's
0: true You just had to have a big thing to be big in the 80s Mr. Big (laughs) No wonder why they were named that Big guys
1: I've been in a deep hole on uh, Google's news results for Tommy Lee. And over the last month, here's three titles or headlines. Tommy Lee tells Trump to eat a dick over ban on Bahamas hurricane refugees.
2: Damn, he's so (laughs) political. Chef Emeril Lagasse
1: responds to Tommy Lee's allegations he was kicked out of his restaurant. (laughs) Joel (laughs) Schumacher says Tommy Lee Jones was not kind to Jim Carrey during Batman Forever. I don't know why that came up for Tommy Lee, but... Uh, I, I, I just, I edited out Jones when, I, uh, oh, and when right I pulled that. that one up and then as I read it a second time out loud, it makes, uh, makes more sense. Like what the fuck was Tommy Lee doing on the set of Batman forever? <laughs> well, he, he is
0: in every single TV show, mm-hmm. just anything. 80s rock stars Wait, in general, there are like but, a handful of them that are just on every TV show, 80s and like early nineties.
2: Um, but yeah, I'm getting back to. I have that Tommy Lee goes to college the first episode pulled up right now, and I'm looking at that disclaimer that's just like very clearly in the episode. Like some elements have been produced and or edited for comedy. Then you go into the comments, and every fucking person in the comments is just like, he definitely banged the tutor on several occasions. <laughs> Half the campus had STDs after this show. It's like how fucking stupid. What, what are, are those comments from? Be- like how current on are the YouTube they? Video. Yeah, but like, like, oh, like are um, they recent? Yeah, 5 months ago, 1 Hell year ago, yes. 6 months ago.
0: Like yeah, dude, they still how think it's real.
2: It's amazing, dude.
0: It doesn't even like make sense in itself. Like I was watching it and there's a scene where he goes through the bookstore and like most of it is just like people being told to wave to Tommy Lee, people who don't even know who he is uh, in like, you know, just shots of the crowds. But he's, like, picking up books, and he, like, picks up a criminal law textbook in, like, organic chemistry in, like, all these different classes that, like, no major would take. Yeah, and he's clearly it's not like, taking himself. And he's got I mean, like he's not a even giant enrolled stack. in the school. But. It's just, like and, – and, and they don't even pretend to have him, like, go to class or learn. Or, like, he goes to class a little bit, but it's just, like, a few second shots Well, I thought it was funny in that they –
2: Like, Nebraska was uh, desperate enough for promo that they had him interrupt a couple of classes to, like, be asked a question by the teacher or whatever. But it's clearly just, like, stunts that were arranged, like, can you spend five seconds of your class to, like, talk to him?
0: Yeah. Oh, man. they had a a roommate who was just, they found him in a bar, I guess, and just paid him (laughs) to be the roommate, and they, like, they do up the, uh, the, the fake dorm they're in, which is just a set. And oh, then, God. That
2: scene was awesome. Where, like, he's, he's, um, after Tommy Lee remakes the room, he's telling the roommate, like, we got a cappuccino maker, a PS2, and then he points at the TV and he's like, we got a flatty.
0: <laughs> we got a flatty. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. It's in, in it. Like, he puts a drum set in there. God. I know. Yeah. In this, like, one room apartment. You're supposed
2: to imagine that it's a dorm. Yeah damn, dude. Flat screen TVs are so fucking dope, though. We got a plasma. <laughs> I'm out
0: here grinding so I can get my flatty, dude. Getting screen burn for the, the Tony Hawk point counter.
1: I thought the yeah. <laughs> coolest thing in that era was to have a projector screen that you just play on the entire wall. Oh, yeah, totally, it's just dude. incredibly blurry. It's so yeah.
2: fucking big, dude. It's like bigger than any TV. You got to have the lights off at like 3 p.m. when you're playing it and shut all the blinds and shit.
1: Holy shit. The music video for Hold Me Down, the uh, the shitty song that you played on NBC, looks like... It looks like the Crazy Town Butterfly video, but they took away all the special effects. But it almost looks like they're reusing the same set.
0: Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> a fairy forest. Yeah. It's like something in World of Warcraft. It's, it looks like Ashenvale. It's like, <laughs> it's a, it, that was an incredible era for uh, video sets where like, computer effects were just good enough that like, everyone would try to use them. But it wasn't yeah, to the point where like, they realized how bad it was. So Tommy Lee also had another show that he was, like, inexplicably on well into his 40s uh, called Rockstar Supernova. Yes. And that was it was season two of the Rockstar series. Season one was when they tried to fi- find a new singer for NXS. Oh, was
1: was NXS the first? I get them, like, confused in my mind because I remember watching both as a kid. But I, I thought NXS came after. But you, if you haven't pulled up, you're probably right. I think Um,
0: Dave Navarro, who's another figure that's always in these shows, pops up uh, in both of them.
1: I want to say, yeah, Dave Navarro hosted the first season. Then, if it was with Inexcess, and then he came back to be in the band for the second season, I
0: think something like that. But yeah, those were really bewildering concepts, like that Inexcess who lost this. They they had their last hit in like 1989 or something. And then the guy did autoerotic asphyxiation in, like, 2002 or something. Mm-hmm. And then it, it's just no one was asking for an in-excess reunion. It's the but same the sort of, like, arbitrary like, thing as Tommy Lee goes to college in Nebraska. like, how can
2: we exploit this tragedy to have a second wind and become famous again?
0: And they didn't because there just wasn't an audience for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For in-excess without the guy everyone knows. Yeah, yeah so
2: the... The Rockstar Supernova band that formed from the Rockstar TV show, which is one of the worst names I've ever heard for a band. Yeah, it feels like a
0: generic supergroup.
2: We had uh, Tommy Lee, the guy who replaced Izzy Stradlin in Guns N' Roses as like a touring guitarist.
1: Hey, Gilby Um, Clark.
2: Yeah, uh, Jason Newstead from Metallica, and then the guy who won the TV show, Lucas Rossi.
0: Yeah, it's just all replacement band members.
2: And they dropped their album on Mark Burnett's record label.
0: <laughs> yeah, Mark Burnett, who is the producer of The Apprentice, who like probably more than any uh, individual person is responsible for Donald Trump being president now by like uh, rehabilitating his career in the early 2000s with uh, with the reality TV, which is the exact way. So you saying is
2: Tommy Lee should be president right now?
0: He should. He, he's pretty woke.
2: Yeah, I guess marginally, like on margin, he would be a better president because anyone would be a better president. Just, like, out of the blue.
0: Yeah, he went to college in the Midwest. You know, he knows real America. Yeah.
2: He met a lot of just real down-to-earth voters while he was there. God, that would be a good stunt, the go-back-to-college thing. Um, but, like, make it explicitly political where you're, like, registering voters on the campus and you, you join, like, the DSA chapter there and shit. And, like, you're trying to, like, set up how, like, woke you are.
0: Michael Moore goes to college. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> He's just, like... Hectoring people in class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To go out and vote. <laughs> He's like just aggressively talking. Why, did, why aren't you registered to vote? Why aren't you registered to vote? Oh, man. Supernova is a, a, a hole you can really go down. It's such a weird show. It's a weird concept. The guy who won Lucas Rossi from Toronto is pretty shitty.
1: He's vi- yeah, he sucks.
0: Wait, Aaron, you were you
2: were telling us earlier that the premise of the show though was that the winner gets to like perform their songs as part yeah, of the Yeah, so band, right? so
1: yeah, the, one of the final episodes, uh you had to like bring forth an original song for the band to play and everyone just um brought forth. Like because they were all like relatively successful in their home scenes or whatever. The girl that got second place played in like a short-lived LA Guns revival. Um there's an australian guy that was touring around uh australia and so yeah he brought this song in called headspin which was like from his like toronto band and then they just fucking stole it for supernova and it was one of the singles off the supernova album (laughs) as well which is really funny
2: also i'm reading the wikipedia and guess what he performed that song on three different episodes on the show (laughs)
1: <laughs> well he knew he had a hit on his hands yeah because like yeah. we were watching the videos earlier and he had like a like slowed down piano version and then he did an encore version where it was more rocking
0: that's a trope uh, that comes up again and again in those that era of shows where people will do a song over and over again for multiple episodes. I, something that I've never been able to find that I remember is on American Idol, like season two, this woman did Sarah McLachlan Angel as her audition song.
2: Oh my God, that's amazing. And she already. got through.
0: And then for the round one, she did Sarah McLachlan Angel. And then round two, she did Sarah McLachlan Angel. And the <laughs> judges were telling her, like, you, you gotta do another song. <laughs> like It's like deja vu. Like just, It's literally just karaoke the where shit. it's like, this is my
2: one karaoke song. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind
0: of like that, where they just... It's kind of like what they did on American Idol, where they would have the one song that like they would dangle in front of everybody, where it's like, if you win, you get to sing this song and uh, have it go to number 37 on the Billboard charts. But in this one, they they made
1: you write the song. He he played Headspin twice in one episode.
0: Oh, man, that's
2: amazing. That's even better.
1: I'm going through the songs that he sung on uh, like throughout the, the show. He did Rebel Yell, Don't Panic by Coldplay, uh, Let's Spend the Night Together by the Rolling Stones, Bittersweet Symphony, Celebrity Skin by Hole, Creep by Radiohead, Hero by Chad Kruger and Josie Scott from the oh, uh, Spider-Man movie, <laughs> uh, All These that Things I've have Done by the Killers, the Lithium kind by Nirvana, Live It on a Prayer, Headspin, Headspin Again, Fix You by Coldplay, then Headspin a Final Time. And then Better Man. Sweet Symphony again.
0: That Lithium <laughs> cover was terrible. You showed us that earlier. Yeah.
1: Oh, fuck, Just I dreadful. forgot. The, the, the actual debut single from Supernova was a song called uh, Be Yourself and Five Other Clichés, which I remember having really bad lyrics. Uh,
2: yeah, I can imagine from the title. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking now, too, about how like all these shows are happening at the same time as like the old mu- music industry is imploding, right? Where like... Mm-hmm. 2005-ish was the last time you could sell a CD and sell a million copies, you know? Like, that was the very, very end of it. And um, it's kind of funny because, like, this Rockstar Supernova shit is happening right after those sales. And, like, it's kind of, like, in free fall, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it says the Rockstar Supernova stuff lasted till 08. And then it's only three years later that um, Lucas Rossi was doing a Kickstarter to try to do his music video and he got 33 backers for it, you know?
1: But $4,500. $1, 1500
2: of which came with came from one backer who got a signed guitar, which, you know.
1: Yeah, it has to be fraudulent.
2: Yeah, it has to be like him or someone he knows or Tommy Lee just trying to be like a nice guy there.
1: Yeah, if you have the, the, the opportunity to go, like opportunity to go YouTube uh, Lucas Rossi's Super Sex Magic music video because it is fucking absurd. It's like, how would you guys describe that?
0: It's like almost a response video to like a Night in Paris, the Paris Hilton sex tape.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and it's this like weird, almost like crunk core pop punk, but with this like weird cock rock to it as well. It's a oh really God, bad you're right song. About the crunk core thing. Yeah, it's like it's it's God like goddamn. kind of influenced by that. Like reading the Kickstarter too is really funny. I'm creating directing a music video for artist Lucas Rossi, the Canadian rocker who won the 2006 CBS series Rockstar Supernova. Uh, he'll be getting another shot at starting on NBC's new scene competition show, The Voice. Um, the concept is a sexy, sultry, high-gloss music video with some of today's hottest playmates and cover girls mouthing the lyrics to his new single, it's beautiful it visuals. It
2: uh, low-gloss. It was still sexy and sultry, but very low-gloss.
1: Rossi will appear in the oh, music right. video alongside of his wife, Kendra Jade Rossi. Um, Bracket celebrity rehab, sober house, and Howard Stern favorite. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she, yeah, she was one of the people who would like go on the Howard Stern show. I wonder Kendra Jade Sibian. Let's see. I'm uh skipping through this 40 minute video on xvideos.com <laughs> <laughs> to see if there's a Sibian in it. Yes, yes. Kendra Jade very drunk rides the Sibian. So Let's she was go. one of the people who <laughs> very drunk. would bri- which is the most 2005 shit of all time, but <laughs> She rode the Sibion on the Howard Stern show, and she was on Celebrity Rehab, and then Celebrity Sex Rehab, which is, <laughs> that's a great resume to have. Man. Damn, they had to sex rehab? <laughs> How do you sex rehab? <laughs> sex Rehab with Dr. Drew. Do you fuck Dr. Drew to not like sex anymore? <laughs> Probably. That was like the, the Freud thing back in the day.
1: So one of the other contestants on uh on Rockstar Supernova was this guy, Toby Rand, who was Australian. And I'm going through the songs that he played on the uh, the show, and on his like original one where they stole one of his band songs it's called "Throw It Away." Contestant played original song. Anchor performance dedicated to fellow Australian Steve Irwin. <laughs> <laughs> oh man!
0: All the so patients topical. on the sex rehab with Doctor Drew are just porn stars.
1: Yeah, that's why they became porn stars. They love fucking.
0: It's weird that it's like they're they're addicted like that to can't what be they do for
2: work. Like yeah, exactly, <laughs> that can't be true. Like. By being a porn star for that long, you have to see it as fairly, like, ordinary and, like, job-oriented, you know?
0: Yeah, it's just a bunch of people. (laughs) What is—Dr. Drew is such a fraud. Oh, I have no respect for Dr. Drew.
1: Podcast Rehab of Will Miniker.
0: Yeah, (laughs) there we go. I'm listening to too many podcasts. I can't stop recording them. So there's more to say about Dave Navarro who uh, shows up in these shows probably more than Tommy Lee. Yeah. He, uh, he was in the Red Hot Chili Peppers, if you're not familiar with it, with him. He was uh, in Jane's Addiction, a- yeah. along with Perry Ferry. Um, See, he's he's always the bridesmaid, never the
2: bride, because Tommy Lee got all his own shows, and Dave Navarro's just kind of showing up here and there, you know?
0: Yeah, he's just kind of like a host. But he's got uh, the tattoo show that he's got, where uh, there's that that meme that goes around. Of him saying, uh, you know, you're all examples of the Taco Bell Live Moss mentality. No, I haven't heard about
1: that. You haven't seen that? No. Damn, dude. They they wiped yeah, the like clip he's... off the internet, didn't they?
0: Oh fuck. Yeah, I couldn't find it on YouTube, but I, it, there's a there's an image, but it, that just like perfectly encapsulates how much of a sellout he is. Like he just loves being on TV. He was. Like, I, um,
1: I remember at the time, because I was a kid, I had no fucking idea who. Dave Navarro was, but just based on his presence in all these shows, I felt like I should have known.
0: Yeah, he was just on TV all the time. Dave Navarro played guitar in Alanis Morissette's track, You Ought to Know. Oh, interesting. He's just on everything. I'm, yeah, he I'm co-hosted on He a- hosted Rockstar NXS, Rockstar Supernova, toured with Rockstar Supernova. He directed a, a few adult movies-
2: Can you imagine how miserable the Rockstar Supernova tour was where, like, none of these people are friends? You have this random reality show winner, like, bothering you all the time, and you're all, like, successful from your own projects, you know? Like, that had to just be an absolutely miserable tour where it's just purely for the money and no one's having fun. Well, I remember
1: thinking at the time, like, how are these guys all even friends in the first place? Like, what what brought, like, Jason Newstead to that mix?
0: Those guys are also no fun. Those are the guys when the last guy did too many drugs— and had too much fun. You replace him with a guy you know is not going to have fun, <laughs> which is the case with uh, the guy who replaced Izzy Stradlin in Guns N' Roses. And, yeah, that's uh, exactly it. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, the original bass player from Metallica didn't—he uh, didn't choose to flip the bus over.
1: No, but he still, had already like, left. It's like the Metallica de- dependable Ford.
0: guys who like just workhorse guys who aren't going to have any fun. Yeah, and that's who Man. you're touring with. He was in a band with Billy Corgan called Spirits in the Sky. Really, I can't even. It's like it, one of those Billy Corgan things that he does to um, to make Jimmy Chamberlain jealous. Yeah, dude, it was in like 2009 that they did that. It must have been fucking garbage. He just always does that. He's like, I'm done with Jimmy Chamberlain, and then he's like, yeah. I'm friend, new friend, Dave Navarro.
2: It Sucks, man. I mean, we could do a whole like Smashing Pumpkins episode, but like, it sucks because their first three albums are all like extremely good. And Billy yeah. Corgan's just such a dumb piece of shit and such a moron that he just like always wanted to, he basically always wanted to be a solo act, but Jimmy Chamberlain's too good and you can't like replace that in any way, you know?
0: Yeah. One of my favorite rock drummers. Dave Navarro was in four episodes of Sons of Anarchy. He had a guest role in Law & Order SVU.
1: I really like the song that he released after he divorced Carmen Electric called Rexel. Where he talks about how he never wants another wife, and he how he hates his life. Those are those actually those those are, the, those, those are the lyrics. Uh, is like I hate my life. I hate my life. Never want another wife. I want the life you think God, I so cool. have. Oh, it's so cool. And like and the next thing is, is like, just
0: that's a bra- uh, brand of Band Aid. It's a it's a so chain of
1: drugstore like, in Canada as well, by doubt Del- That's what it's referring to.
0: Oh, I, yeah, I don't
2: know what he's referring to.
1: But uh, Ooh, that's the
2: first track on his first album too.
1: Yeah, and the music video is funny too. It uh it's filmed inside of a mansion, which uh pretty dope life to hate.
0: Yeah, he's just that's a really bad one. He can't, it's just not a good song at all. And it's so produced and he's just going crazy. Ooh, the lyrics of it, man. There is no love left in your eyes. There
2: is no love between your thighs. Let's
1: <laughs> talk about her pussy.
0: It's dried Damn, up, dude. <laughs> yeah, like what does that even mean?
1: Uh. Carmen Electra is no longer wet.
2: (laughs) I hate my life. I hate my life. Yeah, this is the part you're talking about. Yeah, never never want another another wife. wife. God
0: damn, dude. Really bad stuff. Dave Navarro did a song with Gene Simmons.
1: Oh, I bet that's good.
0: Gene Simmons is another guy who somehow worms his way into all these TV shows. He's the least surprising one of these guys to get really into the reality TV thing,
2: though, because he's the most... um, like explicitly capitalist musician in history, right? Where like, he's always giving quotes that are just like, I wouldn't make music if it didn't make money. And he's just trying to like make passive income off of dumb licensing shit. And like, he's always, he's never been about the music. It's always been about the money to him.
0: Yeah, just selling toys. He's just... Yeah, yeah.
2: I don't know. Do you guys have any other thoughts on uh, Tommy Lee going to college or anything?
0: No, I think I think I, I said all this stuff.
2: My last thing I want to say is that the hair metal generation was uniquely suited personality-wise for terrible reality TV, where, like, a show like Tommy Lee Goes to College, you couldn't do that with anyone from 2000s indie rock. Like, you couldn't have um, Julian Casablancas from The Strokes do, like, a He Goes to College thing, you know what I mean? How about Dan Beckner Goes to College? (laughs) <laughs> there we go. That'd be that's great. The, for- the first show we're gonna produce for Fortune Kid is Dan Beckner goes to college,
0: University of uh, Sarajevo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's very unique to the '80s that they had a like such personalities within these bands that like the drummer, like each each member of the band would have like a trouble that they would get into, and they would have their own headlines, and they would have their own sex tape. Brett Michaels was another one. That's um, Oh, yeah, good. Call. Had a bunch of reality this, shows.
2: This bullshit, yeah.
0: And he's not really like, uh, I, I don't know what stands out about him as a guy, but he's just somehow good at, at marketing himself as a personality. I guess realistically, like I
2: was saying, that like, you know, you couldn't really do that with any of those 2000s type of bands, but the kind of like young musicians right now who are suited for this shit in the future is like SoundCloud rappers
0: and shit. Like Takashi69. If he had a show yeah, where he was this- in witness protection in like the suburbs. It would be like yeah. Method and Red. Do you remember Method and Red? I do remember that. It was on like Fox or something. Yeah, yeah it was on Fox in, in like 2004 for like one episode where it was yeah. Method Man <laughs> and Red Man uh, just like moving into a fake suburb I remember and like that, freaking like out the squares.
2: Yeah, like they were having like a house party and like a house show and like Shaka Khan showed up. It was really fucking stupid, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sick of these thugs bringing in Shaka Khan. yeah right exactly gangster rap icon you could tell it was like partly written by like white
2: suburban people oh my god they're blasting tina turner or maybe it was written just like trying to anticipate what white suburban people want to see from method man and red man but i don't know i couldn't say
0: yeah man what a great era for tv
2: but i think we accomplished something here because now we have an idea for uh our first reality show we're going to pitch where we just make Dan do a bunch of shit he doesn't want to do. And then we pay 17-year-olds to be like, damn, Wolf Parade. Will you sign my apologies to the Queen Mary vinyl?
1: <laughs> Got to find a guy at a bar to live with him, though. Yeah.
2: Let's go Let's go to a bar's right now and just go uh, try to find somebody for that.
0: Yo, you don't mind if I put up a bunch of uh, maps of the Balkans up in the dorm room, bro, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's my flatty, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a. Oh my God. What a great phrase. That's going to be stuck in my head. Yeah, I guess we should wrap the episode up here. But, uh,
2: Aaron, thanks for stopping by. And if you hey, look under for your chair, me. look under your chair, you might okay. find a
0: flatty. Woo! Oh, damn. Damn.
1: Damn. 35
0: damn. inches, dude. 35 inch <laughs> TV. Who thought it would be possible? It's got a DVD and a VCR. I'm
1: gonna kick yeah. back, play Kanan Lynch on it. Every cop I see,
0: officer,